You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful. You never know. You might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of the ESO 2014 Dragon Con Con Report. It's actually the post Con Report. Dragon Con 2014 is over and done. And uh, <sighs> I think we finally recovered. Uh, we'll be feeling the after effects Speak for, this for yourself, one Gordon. For years to come. Uh, well, uh, we've got director Mike Faber with us, as you heard. Mike, how was your con? fantastic each year it gets better and better and i it was just it was for me it was the coming of everything all together me being first year as an actual guest at dragon con the first year of you know being you know people recognizing us because of the dragon con report and everything and you know coming up and saying hey you guys did the help me with this con getting ready for it and stuff it's my first year here thank you and you know stuff like that and us being mentioned by kevin and his group also and recognized and such it was awesome very cool yeah well definitely we'll get into more of the highlights uh, a little bit later but uh thank you sir for joining us once again because you are the recording device so necessary well, yeah, or be just talking in a room for yourself. <laughs> exactly, which I do too often already. Uh, also, we've got with us Mary Lou Who. Welcome back, Mary. Thanks, guys. It's good to be back. I, are is it? Are you recovered yet? Will you ever recover? <laughs> well, maybe never. <laughs> but um, I'm not unpacked, but I have slept a lot. So good. Yeah, the weekend after, I didn't want to get out of bed at all. I just wanted to just sleep. So I I get that for sure. I still could use some. Um, And, of course, uh, we also have with us Darren Noel. Howdy, everybody. What's up? And and how was your con, sir? There was a con. (laughs) It seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? It was a long time ago. A dream. It was a dream. Uh, It was a blur was what it was. It It went way too fast. It went way too quickly. It was like blink and it was suddenly Sunday. And I was yeah, like, how was, did that happen? So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you all survived. And I'm glad. Uh, I can't wait to hear about some of your highlights. And, yes, of course, we'll get into a few disappointments as well. But I uh, also want to introduce, uh, or not introduce, but uh, we've got finally someone here who we wanted to have on the con report all year. We finally roped him in at the end. And, and that's Phantom Troublemaker. Yay! My crappy job finally allowed me to come and hang out with you guys. Aww. We appreciate it. Did you have a good Dragon Con, sir? Uh, I honestly get emotional when I look back on Dragon Con this year, Saturday night in particular. Uh, it, it's one of the the proudest achievements I've had. I, I, I really, this year was just incredible. Yeah, it's a it's amazing. When I came 
when I came back uh, home, uh, Michelle asked me how was the weekend, and I said <laughs> it was the best Dragon Con ever. And she said, you say that every year. And I said, every year it's true. Uh, absolutely true. And I'm just – I'm not making that up. I, I, I don't know how it does it. I mean this is my 21st year. Uh, I don't know how it does it, but it always is consistently better every year. So I love talking about it, and we'll talk a little bit about it. This is pretty good. This episode, you know, we're still kind of in recovery mode, even though it's been almost like three weeks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be pretty low key. Uh, We're just going to talk a little bit about some of the things that happened to us over that weekend that we can remember. And uh, uh, we're also going to, in addition to the group here, we're going to be talking, checking in with our uh, newbie expert, uh, Kevin Bachelder. Also, uh, the uh, Drop by Dragon Con, uh, I guess, that we had on earlier this year. Uh, Michelle Biddick-Simmons will be joining us, and we're going to check in with one of our Cosplay Snapshot folks. Uh, Nicole Onash will, will join us as well. But uh, uh, before that happens, uh, let's talk about some just some news and notes. Uh, of course, Dragon Con this year was literally uh, the biggest one they've ever had. Um, I think we all felt that. Uh, it, uh, I, there's rumors. I don't, I haven't got to be able to get a count from, uh, seen anything official, but I've heard, you know, 60 to 80,000 people there easily. They were, you know, this is the first year in a couple of years. They've actually been having some issues with people just walking in again, especially in the evenings. And actually I talked to Dan Carroll over the weekend about it. And he said that they, they're recognizing that they were having issues because they were only having, especially like on the sky bridges coming from the food court over at Peachtree Center and over at the Hyatt, they were only having um, one or two people um, standing at the door looking for badges and people were just like shuffling in and in and in. And there was no way to stop them. So the, there could have been easily 80,000 people. Uh, it definitely seemed, uh, you know, we always say that, you know, this uh, Thursday is a new Friday, Friday is a new Saturday, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, Friday was the new Saturday plus, and Saturday was just unlike anything I've ever seen, uh, especially at Dragon Con. I mean, maybe we get into some of those, you know, some of that feeling with uh, at San Diego. Um, but it was just, I, I, just so many people there on Saturday it was in, from the parade that just kind of stayed there, I think. Um, but it does, you know, bring a question, which I've seen a lot online. The big question after this year seems to be, is Dragon Con getting too big? No, you don't think so. Uh, I, you know, I didn't feel like it was overwhelming this year. Uh, I mean, obviously there were tons and tons of people there, but at no point did I feel oppressed by the number of people. Uh, I didn't uh, this year, and this is, this may be weird and, and unique to me, but I spent less time waiting for elevators this year than I think I have in five or six years. I, my personal experience was that I was not particularly inconvenienced by the crowds at at any point. Uh, I I thought it was a lot of fun. I felt like there were a good number of people. I felt, more importantly, I felt like there were a good number of cosplayers. Uh, There have been years in the past few where I've I've felt like 
I just didn't see as much cosplay as, as I normally do. And I've said this on, on the site, uh, needlessthingssite.com, uh, where we are still continuing our Dragon Con coverage. Uh, I've, I've said this before. I think cosplayers are the most important aspect of Dragon Con. Uh, I think you could take away the celebrities. I think you could take away the bands. Uh, I think you could even take away the panels. Uh, but if you took away the cosplayers, it it would that's what would really, to me, have the the most negative impact on the experience. And this year, I felt like there was a larger percentage of cosplayers than I've seen, hmm. and and that to me adds to it. Oh, there totally was a lot of cosplay there. And in all the hotels, it just wasn't specifically in the Marriott. It was all through all of them. You know what? And I think that's a good point because it did feel like it was more spread out through the hotels this year. It was still focused in the Marriott as it has been since the Hyatt debacle. Uh, Which Hyatt debacle? (laughs) Well, it used to be the Hyatt. The Hyatt used to be where you went to, 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 you know, people watch. Uh, and then they did the remodel, and then they started cracking down on photography, and it just wasn't. And the fire marshal showed up. I, right, right. <laughs> and that's another thing. I didn't – at no point this year did I see the fire marshal shut anything down. Now, again, that may just be me. I don't know if I just missed it. You missed it. You the missed fire it, marshal yeah, a couple shut times. down the dealer's room. Yeah, the, the dealer's room oh, happened on Saturday. And also uh, the Walk of Fame got it. Uh, really? They, there was too many people in the Walk of Fame at one point on uh, – I'm not sure if it was Friday or I – th- I think it was Saturday. Okay. Now, I may have caught that because I did have to deal with something that I've never had to do before. I had to stand in line on Saturday to wait to get into the Walk of Fame. Yes. So that may have been the aftermath of that. And that was odd. But it wasn't a huge deal. I mean we stood there for like maybe 10 minutes and then they just let everybody in the line in. It wasn't – it wasn't really an issue, um, but there were but yeah. issues. There were also issues with the sky bridges. Uh, there was a couple times between the Marriott and the Hilton where it just was not moving at all because people were taking pictures right outside of the sky bridge and such and blocking that things. Really yeah, one time the entire weekend, and it wasn't even like I didn't have to go outside and have to turn around. But that happened only once. Usually it happens a lot more times than that. So I have to agree with fandom on this one. I, and, and I will say, people, you've got to stop. You think about where you're taking a picture. Just stop and think. Move out of the way. It takes a, a, you know maybe a couple extra minutes to get to somewhere where you're not blocking the path. But good gosh. I mean, I saw that a lot. You're right. Like it, people just stopping to take pictures in really inappropriate places. And I'm not talking about butts necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's so, you know, I, I took, and I take a lot of pictures. Uh, we all do, I think of cool costumes that we see over the weekend, but I have very few of, uh, that I took on Saturday. And one of the reasons why was because I had three panels on Saturday so I was constantly going from hotel to hotel to, you know, to, and, and you, and I can't stop 
you know, I saw tons of great costumes on Saturday, but I could not stop anywhere because it wasn't just the uh, habit trails or the hotel lobbies or, I mean, the outsides of the hotels were packed. I mean, it was just packed everywhere in the area. And it was so, I mean, you just didn't want to, you couldn't stop anywhere to take a, a photo of someone, which I didn't mind, you know, because I at least, and it was all, it was always moving. I never felt like we were just standing there. It was just moving very slowly. Oh, exactly. And this is also the first year where at the parade, people were out there at 730 in the morning lining up to okay. see the parade. And that's a great testament because that's a free event for everybody. And that they predicted over 100,000 people this year for the parade alone. Yeah. I wasn't for I wasn't there for the parade because I was going to a panel that I ended up not being on. <laughs> I heard about that. I uh I too was going to a panel, but I was on that one. So that would no wait. I wasn't No you on. weren't. <laughs> I was, was not on that one. Panel. You're right. That was the same one. <laughs> That's true. Yes. But I, I went to the uh now, as a, I can tell you, um, as a you know uh, a guest and a a an, uh, a writer in the publisher in the in the comics track, I can tell you we love seeing the people. I mean, as many people as we had, it was great. Uh, they were all seem interested and excited about comics. They were looking around. They weren't just passing by. They were looking from table to table to table, checking us out. And you know, uh, we we did very well sales wise, and I, I can't complain about that. So from from that perspective. Um, and you know, a couple like last year when the dealer area moved over to the new area, we were all the big question was we were all wondering, wow, are they going to see any traffic over there? Well, oh, the fact yeah. that they had to get the fire marshals involved proved that they got they have no problem getting the traffic over there. Oh no, <laughs> I tried taking William and Noah over there on Saturday, and the line was wrapped around the Frippin building twice. Yeah, I haven't heard any complaints from any of the vendors. Um, and maybe well, there are complaints some from people- the vendors just from the dealer's room setup makes no sense. Well, that's true. Yes. And that's, but, changed, uh, as that's, far as changing, that's next changing next year, year but let's, there were complaints, but we'll get into that in a little so, bit. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I don't think it's, I mean, I personally don't think it's too big. Um, I don't, I mean, it, I think it might be bulging at the seams a little bit, but I don't think there's any drastic actions that need to take place. I don't need, uh, you know, I do think that if anything, I would like to see security, uh, back to what it was like last year. Uh, last year it was, I mean, I had to check my badge a lot last year with people and it didn't seem yeah. like I really had to check it that much this season at all. Yeah, think, yeah. And I think they let a lot of people walk by, um, uh, I don't know why that was uh, that that weird intersection um, with uh, the two, you know, uh, in the Marriott, that intersection with uh, all the that one that goes to the food court and the one that goes to the, the Hyatt. Um, that wasn't as bad for me this year as it was last year. I thought last year it was a major clog. And this year it moved pretty fast. Uh, the only traffic issue I had was. Uh, somebody decided in the Marriott to put in uh, the the rope snakes and extend them out beyond, way beyond the doors of the the hall. So it shrunk down the area that people could move in. Yes, in that in the lobby area to try to get to the tunnels and all that. And it was like, really? Because and nobody was using those those those. Yeah, they they, they remained empty most of the time I walked by them. 
Yeah. And I was yeah. like, why is this here? <laughs> why? Who are these people? That also did hurt a lot um, in the evenings at the Marriott when people were posing for costumes and everything because it was taking up room where people usually hung out and took pictures. Yeah, hung off to the side. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so I, they did take it. I mean, that area is probably the most populated area of Dragon. So I think that's one of the reasons why the other hotels really got uh, to see some traffic and to see some areas. Um, I also think that, you know, uh, the, the Hyatt could be a little bit better, their security about, you know, is if it's, if it's okay for some people to take photos and not others, I'm not really sure I get that rule because it seemed like every time I tried to take a picture of somebody, they were like, move on. And yet I saw pictures being taken in the lobby all the time. Oh, sure. Uh, and yep. it just was, I think that's just, you got the one person who was on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or, the, maybe my, or one or two hat, people on that. My, me and my big loud shirt and I, my hat just drew attention to the fact that I was stopped, you know? Well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so is the consensus here that it's it's okay size? No complaints about how big it is and how many people are, are checking it out? Um, depending on how you want to put it, um, going for hotel rooms is getting ridiculous for Dragon Con. Uh, but at the con itself, kidding. it's been ridiculous for a while. No, it's gotten even worse. So this last year and now this year, it's <laughs> not. Uh, we still have the, only one hotel left, and even before the con happened, two of the hotels were already sold out for next year. And so, there wasn't a lot of advertising on that. No, there was no advertising at all about the Westin. Remember and the when Sheraton. we used to do these shows and we'd be like, "Hey guys, you yeah. know, November." You want to make sure you get your reservations in. Yeah, yeah. it's over. Yeah. yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah so. I know. Basically, right now, the hotel info, uh, there's one left. It's the Marriott. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck good, with that. Good luck on the 8th trying on to get the eight. What I, is it? 10 a.m. passkey opens or something? 9 a.m. Like 9 a.m. And they're not, doing, they're not doing passkey this year. No, oh, they're not. No, no, everybody. It's 10. Honest. Yeah. No, I get, yeah. Uh, I get that it's very difficult now with the hotels. But I love what the Hilton did this year. Um, if I, I, I like Hilton's, I just do. And I stay at the Hilton every year. And this year, when you checked in, you got a voucher to get in another line to go ahead and make your reservation for next year. Mm-hmm. And you were a Sheridan guy. What's that? No, he's, you were a, he's a Hilton guy. Are you? No, I'm he's a, Hilton a Hilton guy. guy. Yeah. Okay. I stayed in the Sheraton one year and uh... it was terrible. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Um, not, not, not that the Sheraton was terrible. I like the Sheraton a lot, and I enjoy staying there for the Days of the Dead convention. But for Dragon Con, it adds half an hour to everything that you do. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, the, I, I'm in the Hilton every year for the past, I think, four. And when you checked in, you got your voucher, and then you got in another line, and you made your reservation for next year, and it was done. And that kind of annoyed, annoyed me because I – I'm going to put out put it out there. I had a hell of a time getting elevators at the Marriott this year. I actually even walked down twice, down almost 25 flights. Good God. To get Because I didn't want to wait for the elevator, dude. The oh. elevators were horrible. I keep well, didn't they have a bank of elevators that was down or something? They, they, in, our, in our thing, they had two elevators down. So mm. we only had two elevators running, and every time you had to go, you know, it's the rule of thumb to go up to go down. But you had to let at least five or six of them go by because yeah. they were too packed. 
And it was just ridiculous. And I wanted to, you know, Judy and I both agreed that we were going to stay this next year for 2015. We wanted to stay at the Hilton. But Hilton sold out already yeah. because they were giving out those vouchers. We didn't even get a chance to do it. Well, they and, were also reportedly, like, slicing the number of rooms they were making available to Dragon Con, too, I heard. Oh, I'm sure. So, and the thing is... And I'm that a- makes no sense to me. No. Well, I think they're I think they're putting more of their hotel rooms towards the football events because I think it's two games next year, isn't it? It's two games again next year like it yeah, was this year. That's what we yeah. need is more non-Dragon Con people in the mix. So, well, but the, but the, <laughs> And the thing is, I've already decided if we can't get the Marriott, we're just going to just drive down every day. We're not even going to bother yeah. staying. And that's going to ruin the Dragon Con experience for me because I'll probably end up being an attending professional or media at least next year. And part of the fun of going to Dragon Con for me is being able to drink, being able to socialize, being able to go visit with friends till two or three in the morning and then just going up to my room. Now I'm going to have to do that and drive all the way back to um, go up to back to Roswell and Mm -hmm. every night. Yeah, but there's rooms that become available all the time, and you can get rooms from people. And, I mean, as long as you're on it, you're, you'll find a way. I mean, you know, I, you know, I have for the last couple of like years. Because, like, people have been going, well, you know, you could always stay at one of the hotels by Georgia Tech or up in Bucket or something. It's like, no, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just drive in. But even the, like I said, even the host hotels, I mean, there's going to be rooms that are going to be available. Well, and that that brings me to my suggestion is DragonCon needs to expand to another hotel. I mean. But there there is no. I know. There is none. I understand. They have to build one. There's one. There is (laughs) one, but they don't don't want anything to do with Dragon. I know. Dragon needs to make that happen. Just saying. Yeah. Dragon needs to make that happen. Yeah. Because like we were talking the other night was. You know, we, we've said to people over and over again, if you can't get in to see the big celebrities, then you can probably just get into one of the fan panels. But this year, didn't anyone have problems getting into the fan panels as well? Oh, dude, with any of the panels, I'm not trying to stroke my ego here. Any of the panels <laughs> that I was on, and because I did 12 panels this year, mm-hmm. it was standing room only at every single one of them. The only one I think we didn't was the site. In the sci-fi podcasting one, we actually had a couple seats open. Mm-hmm. But everything else, they were – and God, when we did the Downton Abbey one for um, for Retrex, mm-hmm. they were they had to turn people away from yeah. the room because they could not fit anybody else in there. And then when the uh, we had the surprise for the, the crew because one of the actresses from uh, Downton Abbey was there. On an unofficial status, and she she sat in with us for the whole panel. Cool, and Very so, cool. and so it was awesome. And you know, but people they had literally had a line of people waiting for anybody to come out so they could put in one at a time mm-hmm. for that. And but I, I heard that for every not just every, every I heard that at almost every track. Yeah, was exactly overflowing, and that's why I'm saying they need another hotel. Not necessarily just because of the hotel room problem, but because they don't have room for the attendees that are coming to attend con events that they're paying to attend. No, exactly. And it's it's not just, well, you can't get into that, but you can go to these other things. Now you can't go to those other things. You've got to kind of commit to what you want to do, and that's your plan now. Yeah. And if you can't get into anything for an entire day, um, that's – that's horribly frustrating for someone who's spent all this money to come to a con. 
So they go to the Pulse Lounge and drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause or they try to get that, to the that dealer's that room. <laughs> that won't end well. <laughs> you know, or they go to they go to some of the other shows and stuff, but you can only walk around the Walk of Fame and the art show and the dealer's room so often before you feel like, well, have I gotten the value of my ticket? I, I'm just putting that out there. So. Sure. No, you're right. Comment, I, so. I, I definitely think it, you know, people need to be a lot, uh, are going to need to be a lot smarter about, and more decisive about what they want to do because they're going to have to remember to go there earlier and to get in and they're going to have to wait in lines. I mean, we had, I had a 8:30 panel that I was on discussing the 75, the 75th anniversary of Batman. Batman. And it was at eight 30 in the morning. And I thought, oh, nobody's going to be here for this. So <laughs> I showed still up drunk from the night before. <laughs> I, I showed up at uh, a little bit before 830. Uh, and uh, there was a line to get into the panel room. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And that sure. it was standing room only in there. It was it was crazy. It was I did not expect that. I, mean, I knew Batman was popular. I just didn't know that time slot at Dragon Con was popular. <laughs> that very much surprised me. But, well, we'll definitely be – this will be an ongoing uh, issue uh, and obviously something for us to consider for next year that we'll talk about and uh, be really interesting to, to get some other points of view on that as well. But uh, I do want to uh, move on to uh, hopefully a, a, a happy topic, which is uh, Dragon Con Firsts. Uh, even though that we've all been going there for a few years now, I want to – I was wondering if there was something that you can point to that this weekend in particular – uh, was a first for you, something that happened to you um, uh, that you or you saw for the first time or that you experienced at Dragon Con, maybe something that had always been there. But this was something that for the first time you were like, wow, that's really cool. Um, we'll start with Mary. OK, um, actually, I went last year was my first year ever discovering the game room. Um, so that was cool. And this year we did those, like, they had this little virtual reality kind of game down there. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but they're like the, these little pods and you get in them and it's like a, um, you're driving a mech and you like have to kill the other players. And it was really fun. Like I'd walk by them last year cause they, you know, you have to pay to play them. So I'm always hesitant about anything I have to pay for, sure. but, um, it was actually really fun. It was like $7 for a seven-minute game. So it was totally worth it. Um, that's probably the only thing I remember right now that I did for the first time. But it was pretty fun. Do you, do you try to make it a point to do to go to some area of Dragon Con that you hadn't been to before? Like with every year? Um, I like to, but honestly, I don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I can, I would do, but I've been most places now. The game room was kind of the big one I just had never been to. Um, oh, I do have another first this year, and I don't know if you guys are planning on talking about this later, but I was inappropriately touched in cosplay for the first time this year. You're Ooh. kidding. That's, that's, really, not a, that, yeah, that's not by, a happy first. Yeah, by, by a woman. Wow. By a so, woman? Whoa. Yeah. So it's not you. We always hear about the drunk guys or the creepy guys hitting on the ladies in cosplay. Oh no, <laughs> my wow. naughty bits were grabbed underneath my wonder kilt. Oh my Ooh. god! No way! Yeah, yeah. 
That's terrible. It was it was uncomfortable because there were I had uh, my three guys with me, uh, Christian, Igor, and they were all were, were they were Wonder Boy and Wonder Wonder Guy, and um, this girl comes up to me and I get a lot of attention in that Wonder Warrior outfit. And I know it. I'm not you know oblivious to that fact. Um, but she came up to me and started, you know, being a little verbally aggressive about how, why I looked so good in that outfit because she could never look good in that outfit. And then she started to pull on the skirt to feel what it was made up and everything. And then she's she wanted to feel underneath to make sure I was wearing my underwear. And yeah, what the heck? Yeah. So it's not just it's uh, the majority, I believe, clearly are men, but it's not just the men. Who are creepers? I am so sorry. And I, I, I don't think I even saw a badge on her. I think she was one of the football people. Wow. So great. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Mary? What happened? Um, I was actually wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt. I was not even in scantily clad. Dukes of Hazard cosplay. <laughs> no, like legitimate blue jeans. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were dressed up as um, Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is like mm. a 90s um, yeah, game yeah. show on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. um, so I was wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt and a helmet. And like, I was just talking to some people in the Marriott and some guy just like walks by and drags his hand along my butt. And I was like, <sighs> so, so shocked because it was like a drive-by. So I couldn't tell exactly which guy it was. Yeah. So I to just like start shouting but like like and i had a wallet and a phone in my back pocket my butt wasn't even butt shaped like i don't i don't understand like it, of he, all he the used, things that i wear yeah. why would you pick that he used the camouflage of the crowd he was in or he was dared or whatever some yeah um, it there, was there are still a lot of douchey people who wind up in the hotels and I would love to pin it all on uh, <laughs> the football people, but we really can't because we don't know. No, so. but you because you had some creeps, complete creeps this year. The assholes who threw the bottle off the uh, oh my god in the Marriott. I was, I was down underneath the deck for that. Oh my and god! When, when yeah, when the beer bottles hit that marble floor upstairs, uh. we were we were basically right underneath it at the gift shop, and you just heard bam, 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 bam. And it sounded like gunshots. And the last thing you want to hear in a crowd of people is gunshots. Is gunshots. Because yeah. people go to panic mode because unfortunately this has become a problem in our culture. So after a second or two, you know, security is <coughs> trying to make their way through the crowd, everyone else is like up against the wall trying to like figure out where to go. Um, it turns out it you saw glass kind of raining down from the top where the, the glass partition had broken up upstairs where that, you know, that brass railing is. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I mean, it was nasty. It was really nasty, but I heard they caught whoever did it. I've heard that too, but I would love to see an actual story about who it was. Yeah. yeah. I want to see yeah. the mug shot. Cause you should, you should be in jail for that. Cause I'm Absolutely. sure someone, someone could have been killed had they been hit and how many people are in the Marriott at any given time on Dragon Con? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's some serious BS. That's not a prank. That is, you're trying to kill someone. You deserve to be in jail for that. I'm sorry. No, no cause, sympathy. Cause there's, there was people for years have been throwing ice cubes off or they've been throwing garbage off the side and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But bottles, man, that's just ridiculous. 
Yeah, I mean, really I've, I've hoping... even seen the odd, you know, accidental sick over the balcony. Oh, right. You know, at the Hyatt some yeah. days, but not not beer bottles. No, no, that's uh, un, un, unbelievable. And, you know, as far as the, uh, you know, the the grabs, it's just, you know, I was kind of hoping that with the attention that the media was putting on it, especially after San Diego, that it might have been deterred a little bit, but uh, in some cases it might have even enhanced it. I don't know. Um, it, it just seems like it's an issue that it's going to be around for conventions for a while. I'm afraid. I don't. I don't know what that answer is. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, I've always known that this was a problem. I had just and I sympathized with anyone who had experienced it, but I had never experienced it, and I just didn't like really understand. I don't know. I just never experienced anything like that before. And I, like, it made me so mad. I was so mad for like an hour. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I just sure. didn't know what to do. I was just like, Oh my God, there's this drunk girl molesting me. Someone help. Wow. You know, yeah, I was just like, I need an adult. Like, thank I don't... you. <laughs> stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> you know. Exactly. It's like mom. <laughs> Well, Darren, do you have a DragonCon first that was a positive thing? I, I do, actually. Um, yeah, it sounds like it was a real negative weekend. It wasn't, but no, it wasn't it's, just, at all. it's just the negative stuff really pops out amongst all the awesome. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I just uh, like that was the the I, that's never happened. That was the first mm-hmm. and that was the only time. But I did play a sweet video game. So that was positive. So there you go. Good. Yeah. Um, for me, we were we were doing our, our Wonder cosplay. We got some really cool shots over in Hardy Ivy Park, and people loved us because I had I had two other guys dressed up as Wonder uh, men with me, which was really really cool. And then we went in, and uh, I got to talk with DJ Spider a bit, quite a bit, and lamented the fact that she did not do the rave. Um, please bring her back, Dragon Con. Seriously, um, love her. <laughs> I know she does the aquarium, but we could we could have her on a nighttime thing too. Um, but while we were down there talking, um, one of the guys from the Hobbit came by and asked us directions to where he needed to be, and we gave it to them. And then he said he looked at us and said, "You guys are my fucking heroes," and went down the escalator. It was amazing. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> awesome. You know, that was kind of awesome. Well, I've never I've never had a guest actually look at a cosplay that I've worn and said. You are fucking awesome. I've had people do that, but not a guest. So, you know, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. <laughs> it's cool. Mike, do you have a first? Well, of course. Um, this year, a couple firsts. First, of course, time being a guest at Dragon Con. Yes, congratulations. Uh, yes, and hopefully I'll, they'll invite me back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, also... This year was the first year that William was old enough to actually go do stuff on his own. Woohoo! Ah. And we actually had one of his friends come with us. Young Faber on the loose. Oh, exactly. Oh, my God. William yeah, right? is so tall. Oh, dude, Holy he's taller than crap. I am now. He's crazy! It, it's, it's amazing. And it's funny because when you see, he sees, we see people that we haven't seen in a couple of years, that's William. That's William? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> it's like, what are you feeding him? Horse steroids? What's going on here? <laughs> well, I wanted, a, I wanted a football player in the family. Uh, yeah, I think you got one. So yeah, he wants. He doesn't want to have any interest in it. He wants to play video games. <laughs> All right, well, good for him. Yeah, exactly. Keep the keep the mutant uh, geek cred strong. Exactly. 
Um, but he, um, that was another first. And then of course the first time I actually got to go into the media room and interview people. Excellent. I got to be part of the press conference, uh, doing Colin. We got to interview Colin Baker. We got to interview, um, the cast of arrow and also got to interview, um, oh shoot. Oh, Lou Ferrigno. (laughs) <laughs> oh him oh yeah and got he got to embarrass judy so it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> so but it, it was it was awesome it was a it was a great it you know we might have been sounding like we're real negative on dragon con it wasn't negative we had a great time yeah it, well it's a great time to also say you can tell how much of a good time we had because when you listen to that episode and you put the interviews on that episode right yes so if you listen to the episode that we did on our station one uh, that we released uh, from Dragon Con, you can see, you can hear how much fun we're having at the show as well as the wonderful interviews that you did too. Those were really good. Mm-hmm. And it was great. We actually had only one person stand us up for interviews, but he actually has written us and we're going to reschedule and he'll actually be in the geek seat. So uh-huh. oh, sweet. So. Little does he know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but he's going to be. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, uh, looks like we lost Phantom Troublemaker. Looks like he's off making trouble. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Skype being what it is, right? Of course. Sure. Um, sure. A- another victim of Skype. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Uh, we'll t- we'll just uh, take a minute, take a moment, and there we go. Okay, all the times he was with us. Um, uh, my two DragonCon firsts, believe it or not, this was the first year I ever stepped foot in the Westin. Wow. I know, right? I never had a reason really to get over there. Um, I mean, I had reasons, but I just never was able to make it over there. Uh, so this was the first time I – it was quite full, uh, but I actually had a panel on the uh, apocalyptic track, which I, I didn't even know was a track. And, and I tried to keep up to date on that sort of thing, but apparently it's been one for a while. Um, and, uh, and that was fun. So I, I got to experience a whole new side of Dragon Con, a whole new hotel. Uh, that was pretty awesome. And, uh, and I can see why people rave about it. It was very nice. Uh, I don't know what the rooms look like, of course, but at least the, if you're staying there, but, uh, uh, I, I, it, the, the panel rooms were nice in the lobby and everything. It's a great looking hotel. So, um, yeah. welcome. Uh, although I'm probably about what, 10 years late on that mm. one. <laughs> And well, I think the also, hotel's been there for a lot longer than 10 years. <laughs> I know, but I mean, as far as it being part of Dragon Con. Yeah, Sharky's machine. Sharky's um, machine. And then uh, and another first, and this is uh, entirely self-serving, which I realize, but I, I just have to say this is the first time we've ever really sold out of our books. Uh, by Monday, Bill and I really looked at each other, and we had no idea what to do because Cheeky Zombie had completely sold out. We had none. I couldn't even go home for more. I mean, we just had none of those. We were really running low on on uh, issues of uh, Tiki Zombie number one, as well as CryptoZo, and the sales were amazing. So I, I thank everybody who stopped by the booth and, and bought a book, and and I wish we had some more because uh, we could have used them. But it was uh, that was a first. That never happened before. So, so um, some cool firsts. Uh, now, of course, I mean we've already talked about um, uh, some disappointments that we had with the show. So. Uh, I don't know if there anybody else, any other disappointment that you can mention uh, that happened that weekend. Uh, we'll start with Darren. Um, mm. I don't think so. Okay, Mike. No. Um, biggest disappointment was not being able to go out and do more that I wanted to, but I was just so busy and with you know 
being with friends, seeing, you know, you guys and just hanging with everyone and just, you know, getting involved with all my panels and everything. I never even made it into the dealer's room. That's how busy we were. And I, yeah, I still haven't to... been in the dealer room. So maybe next year that'll be my first. <sighs> just grease yourself up and squeeze in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's the only way to move in the dealer's room. Oh, I thought that was the anything but clothes. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about two different things. Okay. I apologize. But that was mine. Gotcha. Mary, any other disappointing? Not really. Um, I mean, the, the, the groping thing, but that doesn't really have anything to do with Dragon Con. Um, yeah. No, I... I I I think that was it. Um, Dragon Con. For, for me, uh, I was really disappointed this year as a whole with uh, Dragon Con's um, the lack of uh, Doctor Who uh, guests that were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, Colin, which is great because I never met Colin before, so I was glad to see him. Uh, great meeting him, uh, and uh, but that was it. I mean. Uh, this is one of the most popular shows on it's on TV right now. It's one of the most popular franchises. It's been around for 50 years. No other actors that have played companions. Uh, one guy who was in an, a, an episode, uh, but he was really there more for his role in Defiance. Uh, and, and that was it. Uh, there was just nobody else. Um, and I just, I thought they really kind of dropped the ball on that. I thought I kind of hoped that there would be more um, Doctor Who related guests attending. So I, I kind of... Um, uh, hope to see more more Dragon, uh, more Doctor Who represented. Now, the fan panels were great. Uh, of course, the one that uh, we hosted on ESW was was standing room only, and the fans were de- definitely very active. Uh, uh, a lot it, of yeah. Doctor Who cosplay as well. Except for when you asked them, uh, had anyone ever listened to our podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, wow. and, and it was, yeah, that was kind of, yeah. but Reality. Yeah, reality <laughs> slapped us in our face. But, um, you know, they were, but they're listening now. Mm. <laughs> um, and they might be listening right now. So howdy to True. everybody who's listening to us that have never. There we go. And it was fun when I walked up to that because they had the room closed before they let anybody in. And there was a line of people to get in. And I was like, who the hell are these people waiting for? This must be for the Star Trek track or something. And I walked in and they said, hey, you can't go in there yet. It's like, I'm the host. Oh, go ahead in. And they yeah, said, why don't I ask what so are that's, these? that's how you get into a panel early. You just say, I'm the host. I'm the host. I'm the host. That's, yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> that's the that's trick, trick, kids. You might have to have a ribbon that kind of shows that. Oh, uh, true. But, but you could put a piece of ribbon on a badge. It's okay. <laughs> I I was, uh, I had yeah, made a little uh, of sort of uh, game with myself to try to see if I could uh, take photos and find all the representations of the 12 incarnations, really 13 of the doctor and take pictures in the cosplay. And I, and I did, I got, uh, I was three short. So oh. I was kind of disappointed that there weren't more classic uh, who uh, people that were um, uh, costumes out there. But, uh, I mean, I can't rag on the people that were dressed up or the fans that were there because they were great. Um, I just wish there was more for them. Uh, In a franchise like that, it just seemed like it was weird. I mean, they had all these people there from Star Trek, all these people there from Stargate. Really? Stargate? And only one person there from Doctor Who? Don't hate. Don't hate. No, no. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to go there. But I'm just... In comparison, well, I'm sure there was on. some reason. I, they, My fandom is more important than no, your fandom. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying they should bump off people at Stargate and have, <laughs> and have more do- to allow more Doctor Who guests. Uh, well, 
I'm sure that there's some reason. I mean, they've never really had a huge number of Doctor Who guests in the past. So th- there's probably some reason. I mean, the Brit track's huge at Dragon, so I can't imagine that they would have just not done it if yeah. it were possible. Yeah, I, I, I know. I just It's one of those things it's like. And I do know that there was a Doctor Who convention, a big one going on in the U.K., so they had a lot of uh, doctors, uh, actors that played the doctor as well as companions there. So there was a little bit. But, I mean, I, I, you know, there's enough to go around. I mean, there's an, a, lot of, a lot of key people that I see going to other smaller conventions that were not at DragonCon. And I don't, I don't quite understand it, but that's okay. Mm. So, um, so now we've talked about the disappointments. And now we'll talk about our favorite DragonCon moments. Uh, and, uh, I believe we have, is Phantom back? I'm back. I hate technology. (laughs) Wasn't for you stupid kids. Skype would work. This was, this was my dragon con disappointment was my (laughs) PC farting on me during this podcast. Did, did you have an actual, uh, big disappointment dragon con at all? Um, just, just uh, what we briefly touched on earlier with the, the panel that we missed out on, um, Thing, things along those lines but that, there was that some was scheduling it, really. snafus to be yeah, sure. yeah exactly exactly but now we're getting into favorite dragon con 2014 moment so yeah take it away phantom oh oh uh, well my favorite moment beyond a shadow of a doubt uh was whose f is it anyway um last year i left dragon con to which is not something i particularly want to do ever but it was the final show of les sexoflex who are some of my dear friends and heroes and i went to the drunken unicorn and i watched les sexoflex perform their final show last year and this year i hosted a game show at dragon con with miss lady flex and it was incredible uh the room was packed there were people standing in the back wall uh, as soon as people, uh, which some people did walk out because our game show was based on reading erotic fan fiction. Uh, one of the stories, one of the stories delved into the true nature of Gonzo's relationship with Camilla, the chicken. Uh, so kids, kids, some, kids, turn down the volume. Turn some down the volume folks, now. <laughs> some folks did leave, but they were immediately replaced by even more folks. Uh, it went over like crazy. The audience loved it. I mean, this was 10 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, this was primo party time, and we had a packed room. And it just went over so incredibly well, and I'm so proud of doing it. And I'm so thankful uh, to Miss Ladyflex and to Sexy Wolverine and to our judges, Sean and Gary and the Unknown Judge. Like, it was just – it was such an incredible thing to – you know, I mean, I put it together, but we all made it what it was. And I, I just, there aren't a whole lot of moments I'm prouder of than, than that going off so well. And knowing that we'll be doing it again next year, uh, most likely in a, a bigger venue. Mm. Excellent. That's awesome, Excellent. dude. Congrats. Thank yes. you very much. That is awesome, sir. I, I'm, very, I'm very proud of you, sir. Because I, I know how much you put into that, too. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I really did. And but you know what's funny is I put a lot into it. But Miss Lady Flex, she she is a producer and a director, and like does things like that. And she brought so much more to it than I, I ever 
would have thought about. I, I, it would not have been what it was without her and certainly without sexy Wolverine. <laughs> Which sexy Wolverine? There were quite a few. Uh, this was the the sassiest of the sexy Wolverines, uh, and oh. he, sexy and sassy. He also, if if uh, any of our listeners happened to attend the late night puppet slam on Sunday, he was also Walt Disney. Wow, that's I'm, quite a range. I'm not going to go any further because <laughs> I can't even describe the role he played as Walt Disney without offending many different segments of the population fair enough but our sexy wolverine was also puppet slam walt disney and and the only live actor in puppet slam excellent excellent what about you darren uh well while phantom was getting his fanfic on i was in the weston and i was helping to host the um, spectrum party and we were worried because we had changed um, the official gay party at Dragon Con's name from Rainbow Flag to Spectrum. Um, kind of, we're we're moving away from being exclusively LGBTIA. We're we're moving more to opening it up to everybody who is, you know, welcoming and an ally and that kind of thing. And we were worried because we also moved rooms. We had a big room. We were worried if it was going to be open, if we were going to fill it. Um, we filled it twice. It seemed because we were packed from the moment we opened the doors. Um, we had basically an hour and a half to turn it into a New York disco. And we managed it. Um, there were some there's some hiccups with the West End about um, their staff during that event. But overall, we were worried about people getting there and finding us and having a good time. And I have to give a shout out to my my buddy DJ Neon the Glogo Bear who uh, rocked that place out and all of his um, party boys and ladies who came out um, to dance and kind of create the party lubrication for the party and uh, leave of the uh, costuming track for hosting the party. So there you go. It was a fabulous time. That's awesome. That is awesome, sir. Congratulations. What about you, Mary? What are we talking about now? Your favorite, <laughs> your favorite moment. <laughs> um, my favorite <sighs> moment. Um, I don't know. Everything was so awesome. Um, just getting awesome. to see everyone and um, all the amazing cosplay. We did a really fun um, uh, uncanny X Men group and got a lot of attention in that. So, um. Just the cosplay and my friends, and I'll probably think of something incredible later. But right now, just just being at Dragon Con is the most incredible experience. Here, here. What about you, Mike? Um, pretty much the same thing. Like just being with everybody and just experiencing geekdom at its best. The one thing I love about Dragon Cons, it's by fans for fans. And just experiencing, you know, people coming up to us and going, we appreciate what you're doing with ESO. I listen to all all your shows or I listen to this show or this show or this show or just talking. I was walking down the hall talking to Vic and somebody came up, hey, you're Mike Faber from ESO. It's like, I love your show. And it's just like just by hearing my voice and just having that being recognized for that is just amazing. 
Yeah, I can't thank uh, all the listeners that we met enough. Uh, we got a lot of praise uh, for this for this show as well, the, the Con Report. A lot of people talking about how helpful it was for them and uh, what good information that we provide. So I guess we're doing something right. Um, but it was always, always good to hear. And I, I love meeting listeners. I absolutely love it. Exactly. Well, and while while we're thanking ESO-related things, I, I once again, and I'll do this every single year that I'm at DragonCon, I want to thank you guys because, I mean, you're the reason I got my foot in the door. Well, you know what? And don't you, you forget it. Don't forget it. But, you know, <laughs> dude, all the success you've had, you deserve. You really, really do. You Absolutely. You do an amazing job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's funny. How, how long have I known Phantom now? Four years now? Just Three, about. four years? I still don't know what you look like. <laughs> I have no clue. Awesome. No. Oh, you don't? Do <laughs> no, I don't. If I don't see you in purple and green LeMay luchadore mask, I, I would walk right by you on the street, dude. I have no clue. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's we'll have to amend that situation. Well, you know the funny part about it? When we went last year to mm-hmm. dinner when at uh, TimeGate and you didn't, you weren't wearing your mask, um, we got into the car and Debbie Vigay and Scott Vigay, who's that guy with the beard who's joining us? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And I enjoy that. I mean, there are definitely times where I, I get I, I get a little amusement out of that because I know there are people who who've never seen you know the the real mug the the one that I have to cover up for, <laughs> for fear of just being constantly assailed by the ladies. Oh God! Oh wow! <laughs> Boy, it's getting late. What a tragic uh, life you gee. <laughs> oh. um, Hashtag good looking problems. <laughs> I'm using that. Well, uh, I will, uh, real quick, my uh, favorite moments, all my favorite moments, uh, there were so many over the weekend, uh, meeting listeners, hanging out with you guys, recording the ASO show, even though it was impossible to hear everybody, it was still cool being around everybody. Um, and, but the, I got to give, I mean, I got to give Tom and his staff a lot of credit. That comic area, that comic room is unlike any other comic convention that I go to. I mean, it's, it's nonstop people who care about comics. It's not like they're just walking in, uh, with for, looking for something to do. I mean, maybe every once in a while you'll see that, but people are generally interested. They're going table by table, looking around, talking to people, you know, you Look, I, I love it when you buy stuff from me, but you know, if you just want to hang and chat for a while and ask about the books or about talk about your experience with DragonCon, I love I love that. So I met a lot of really fun people in that room. Uh, it was just a good vibe all weekend. I hate as much as I love doing panels and hanging out with people. I hated leaving that room. It was just a good vibe all weekend long. So that was my favorite my favorite thing to do. Um, post. Dragon Con. I think my favorite thing uh, about the weekend has been James Gunn. That guy really embraced Dragon Con. Unlike any other big celebrity that's really, as far as I know, has really come to Dragon Con. Like, I kind of thought, okay, well, he's the director of like the biggest movie of the year. And here he is at Dragon Con. He's probably just going to, you know, do his panels and, 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 you know, maybe, you know, pop by a few people, like, you know, pop by a few pubs or whatever, maybe take a few cosplay snapshots or whatever. But that guy was really, from what I heard, he was absolutely gracious to everybody. He was stopping and taking photos with people all over the place. He participated in a, in a few of the big, big photo ops up on the, uh, on the outside where they take pictures of like all the groups of uh, like the Marvel heroes and all that. 
Uh, and he just looks like he had an absolute blast. I mean, he's riding high on this number one movie, and and yet he, he comes to Dragon Con, and he seems to just be a big fan. For no compensation, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yes, because I don't think he charged for any of his autographs or anything no. like that. No. no, and he was not getting he was, paid either. He was there basically as a free agent, was my understanding. Yes, and 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 it's like, and that's what we've always said that the the, the kind of the cool thing about Dragon Con is even the celebrities, as big as you are, you can still hang out and and just be a fan with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And and there's been no bigger proof than that. I mean, granted, he's not like you know a. a a star he's not an actor of a particular franchise or anything like that because i i did notice that <laughs> i did notice that jerry ryan moved very fast when she wasn't in the walk of fame area <laughs> she had a handler and they they took her from one room to another and, and through the halls like very quickly <laughs> yeah yeah so uh stay no, away from me no eye contact uh, no groping there i mean exactly. it was i mean uh, a huge huge space uh allowed for her you get but, seven or nine fingers back if you tried to after a thought, you know <laughs> <laughs> hey oh god. And now that we've heard from most of our regular group, I uh, just wanted to uh, reach out to some people that have joined us throughout the year and uh, see how their experience at, over the Dragon Con weekend was. And first and foremost, we have uh, Kevin Batchelder, who's been with us all year, helping out uh, newbies with their experiences and giving out tips and everything. How was your uh, convention weekend, Kevin? Oh, it was awesome again. I had a great time. It really... Things fell in place well. Schedules worked. It really was uh, wonderful. Unfortunately, our schedules didn't match up very well because I never (laughs) saw you. Um, I was, although on Thursday, I did see groups of uh, tour groups uh, going throughout some of the hotels when I was walking around. And I thought that was really cool. I'd never seen that before. And uh, even though I didn't see you as part of the group and everything, I, I have to believe that a lot of that is being done basically because of what you do. Was that well, all the people who were like all wide eyed and going, oh, wow, look yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of those in a, in a totally good way. It really, you know, I had a great uh, group of folks who volunteered to be the tour guides. We had some folks who really, you know, stepped up and, and uh, took those folks on the tours and we did those newbie events as we were talking about all year and, and they were a huge success. We're going to have to, uh, in a good way, kind of uh, recruit some more uh, helpers, shall we say. The, the walking tour turned out to be insanely popular, uh, which was a really good thing. But we were we were unprepared for the 400 people who showed up. Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, like everything else this weekend, uh, that it was just a sign of everything, how how packed everything was. Uh, I mean, we saw more people at Dragon Con than ever before, and it's just one of those things where I, I would imagine, you know, uh, even if you're not new to the show, um, just getting a refresh of the layout of everywhere, uh, knowing where everything is, especially the things that you're really interested in, helps so much, especially on the days where it's so crowded. You need to really know where you're going, uh, even if you're not getting there very fast. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Awareness is important. And a lot of folks, you know, wanted to take advantage of that. I mean, um, Kim, who has led the toys for the last couple of years, did a great job. She got several other folks who stepped up to do the uh, tours. But yeah, I mean, I think last year we might have had ballpark 50 people for the tour. So uh, this year we knew with the with the con uh, officially supporting us and putting it on the program, we'd have more. They gave us a nice big room for the gathering. But uh, 
man, it was just people were just coming in and in and the tour group would go out and more people would come in. And, and we finally had to, our poor tour guides only could, you know, talk so much and walk so much. So we, we kind of went with the flow. And for a large part of those folks who did come in, instead of the walking tour, we just kind of did an open Q&A myself and Sue and Mike and some of the other experienced folks there just answered a lot of questions. So folks got a lot of good in- info. But uh, yeah, walking tour wise, we're going to have to seriously ramp that up because that turned out to be quite the popular event. Wow. And was it, I mean, all people who had never been to Dragon Con before or was it some people that were just kind of wanting a refresher or? Yeah, it was the vast majority certainly were folks who hadn't been before. There were a few folks who might have come and felt they didn't have a good handle yet. So there were, you know, some newer con attendees. And we had several folks who were experienced who came by to help out. So it was nice. It wasn't just me or just a couple of us. There were several experienced folks there. But uh, yeah, the idea of, of some type of walking tour, and we're certainly already talking about uh, maybe offering a couple couple different styles next year, some uh, more of a brief one, more of a thorough one, maybe changing uh, when we might do them. You know, as with all things con, we always want to stay flexible. But uh, it was great to see that it's definitely got something that's got a lot of interest and, and we'll adjust and try to make things as helpful as we can. Here's an idea for next year already. I could see it. Make a CD and you'll have letters or numbers all around the con site. And now go to number two. And now yeah, go to number you know, three. Yeah, a lot of, as you know, uh, you know, museums and places do that whole walking thing. We might have to do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. The Dragon Con for Newbies self-guided tour. I, I, I can see might- it now. I think they might actually, you know, take a, a uh, be best served taking a page out of, uh, you know, uh, historic Boston and have instead of the the Freedom Trail, the Dragon Con Trail. <laughs> yeah, we'll put little stickers up or something. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> or in most cases, a Dragon Con's called the Morning After Trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Stumblers Trail. Um, now, I did t- talk to a lot of people uh, either on elevators uh, or, you know, throughout the show, uh, even at my table and whatnot. Uh, and there were a lot of people that said this was their first time there. So it is amazing to me, even after, you know, 21 years or whatever, that Dragon Con is still just uh, attracting people. I mean, you hear so many, you know, negative things online, and especially people saying how crowded it is. You'd think that would keep people away, but, uh, you know, uh, and nope, people still want to come and check out the biggest party in town. Yeah. I mean, the, the explosion really, I think, has a lot to do with social media, Facebook and Twitter getting so much more prevalent the last four or five years Yeah, that more and more folks are hearing about con and how awesome it is that they're willing to uh, learn a little bit more about it and give it a try. I mean, let's face it, since, you know, that's really exploded and that's why we do have so many newer folks uh, coming in and, and giving it a shot. It's 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 wonderful, but it it does change the dynamic a little it, that I think we, those of us who have come a long time, uh, we need to think about some ways to be uh, able to welcome these folks in uh, as easy as possible too. Because it's, it, and we talked about it for years, it's so overwhelming and we did on the podcast. You guys have done it for years, too. You tell folks to pace yourself and oh, yeah. be prepared for it. And and even several of the newbies that I know real well uh, said after the con, you know, we heard you guys for months telling us to pace ourselves and that it was going to be crowded. But we had no idea how much of that was the case. So, you know, even with all of the prep we do, folks still get, you know, shell-shocked with how uh, big it is and how much is going on. Well, and and to that point, uh, I believe I, I'm not sure if it was Friday or Saturday. Might have been. It was probably Saturday, uh, but uh, it got to be around 
six thirty ish or so, and uh, I was uh, you know getting ready to close up uh, our table at the um, in the comic area, and uh, I just realized I had no energy. And uh, I was talking to my cousin, and he was like, "Well, when is the last time you ate or drank anything?" And I was like. Oh, I don't think I've done it since like, I mean, like maybe nine in the morning. And I was yep. like, I, mean, I thought to myself, how stupid, because I'm constantly telling people hydrate, you know, eat something, make sure this, make sure that. And I'm like, wow, I didn't practice what I preached at all. ESO Dragon Con report fail. <laughs> I know, right? Because it was even I, you know, it was just it was you know, I had every intention to do so. Yep. But you just get so caught up in things. And before you know it, it's, you know, five, six, seven hours have passed. Yeah. It's just so much. It, it is. And, and the phrase I kept using before, and I brought it up a lot this time, is it, it, think back to those days of being a kid on Christmas morning. You didn't want to leave that spot in front of the tree with your presents <laughs> to eat, go to the bathroom or do anything. You just wanted to keep doing the fun. And that's that's what takes us over even as adults. So, yeah, it's. It's tough. I've one thing I've gotten better at is putting a lot more snacks in my backpack because I know I'll plan a certain slot maybe for a, a meal, and that's the best intentions. But as you guys also know too, the awesome thing about being a con so many years now is you run into people you didn't know you were going to, and all of a sudden you get caught up in a conversation, and yeah. poof, there goes the time slot to eat. You know, I mean, so exactly uh, the next thing you know, it's two a.m. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I was going through those snacks just to keep me kind of going until I could sit down, and I was handing out a lot of them too because I saw a lot of other people just like me, uh, probably much like you were, Mike, at that table. If you know someone else had seen you, been, dude, you you need a snack. You need something here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was kind of like. I was like, man, I'm really dragging. My blood sugar must be really low. He really needs a Snickers bar. Come on. <laughs> it's, you know what? That's exactly what he gave me. He gave me uh, he's like, take this. And I was like, it was like half a Snickers bar or whatever. So, um, but uh, anyway, um, well, with that, and that's a, a, a great observation of that, that with social media, so many people are are meeting each other online and DragonCon is a place where they can meet in person. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. And that's what is attracting a lot of people. Also, I think the popularity, the worldwide popularity now of costuming and cosplay and, and making DragonCon, DragonCon's always been at the forefront of that, has always been one of the best conventions to to wear costumes, to see costumes. So I think that's added to a lot of the people coming as well. Now, uh, one thing that we asked, uh, I asked the group earlier, what in your thoughts on, is it is DragonCon too big right now? I, no, I would say no. I, and what I think it is, is it's the natural um, growth spurt and, and maybe... It's getting close to time to add another official hotel for events. Time to disperse folks a little bit more, maybe, because of that volume. I personally, and, and as you guys know, I speak on a lot of panels, so I'm doing a lot of yep. literal running between events. Yeah. So the more, more crowded it gets, it's harder even for me to make it between it's those events. How can you run? <laughs> yeah, but I this year, I didn't really see it as a lot worse than previous years. I think it was more crowded more of the time, like last year and, and many years, Saturday is by far the worst. I thought there was a really big crowd Friday and still a really big crowd Sunday. So it wasn't like one day was a lot worse, but it was like almost the entire con. It was really full everywhere. And you really, you know, uh, had to do your best ninja stuff to cut between the crowds or use some of your best uh, shortcuts to get there. Because it was just a lot of folks still in a the same concentrated area. So, you know, I'm no expert, but I'm guessing it might be about time to 
to add another venue to the to the list. Well, the one big thing for next year we've already heard is that they're moving the vendors area again. They're moving it out and in, further into the America's Mart, mm-hmm. into the bigger area. Yep. So that's going to help because the lines that were wrapping twice around the building on Saturday were impossible to get in. Yeah, I ran into that one day when I was heading over to the Westin for a panel and came out the front of the Hyatt because um, I kind of skipped the food court shortcut because it was around lunchtime. I knew that would be really crowded. And I didn't barely get across the street there on Peachtree. And I'm like, look at this line. And what is it for? And I'm like, oh, it's America's Mart. They're trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, oh, damn, it's popular again. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought for sure I was going to have a lot of trouble on Saturday because I had a panel from 1 to 2 and my next panel started at 2.30. My 1 o'clock panel was at the Sheridan, and my 2.30 one was at the Westin. And I thought, oh, my goodness, uh, that's going to be a hike, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, but I actually made it with time to spare. Uh, but it took me longer to get from the front of the Westin into where my panel was <laughs> than it did for me to get from the Sheridan to the Westin. <laughs> Because there were just so many people packed in in there. It was just Mm -hmm. amazing. So, um, yeah, well, we talked about it. And I, I, you know, I, my thoughts are uh, that, you know, it's not too big yet. I mean, it's obviously there was times, especially on Saturday, that I think it was bulging at the seams. But um, for the rest of the days, I think it was no different than years past. So, yeah, uh, for me, I, I noticed there were more, but it didn't. It wasn't like I couldn't get somewhere or it was literally too hard to even move. It was just, wow, there's lots of people everywhere, you know, every floor in the Marriott close to the lobby. It's not like you could cut up or down a level to really make really good time. You really kind of couldn't. I mean, it was packed on all the levels. Yeah. Um, So it's just, you know, more of an awareness uh, if you're someone like we were trying to make it within that 30-minute window to the next event. Now, now what number, Dragon Con, is this for you? Uh, This was my 10th. 10th. Okay. Was there something that this past uh, weekend happened for you that uh, has never happened before? A DragonCon first, if you will. Uh, from yeah, on a personal level, there was I because I've gone to so many of the cons, and uh, as you guys know, I get very involved in the fan events. I love the discussions. I don't do too many celebrity events, be it the Q and As. I've never been someone to do like uh, uh, photographs. Uh, I do maybe an autograph or two every year, someone maybe I haven't seen before. But this was the first year where I actually did, along with purchasing an autograph, I also got a, a photograph with a celeb. I'm I'm a huge fan, and this was the first time I'd done it, with uh, the show Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. Have been for many years, and I absolutely love to death the character of Kenzie, played by Ksenia Solo. And she was a guest this year, so this was the first time I not only purchased an autograph, but also a photo with her at her table. So that was a first for me. I had not done that. I know a lot of folks love to get those type of things with the celebs, but it was the first time I had done it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Kind of, I got to be very much uh, the the silly fan, <laughs> more, than the, <laughs> more than the focus speaker, as I've been in other times. And and it was a wonderful experience. And so it was the first time I did that. Very good. Uh, but that was one that now the photo was at the Walk of Fame. It wasn't one of the the froggy photos or the. No, I didn't photo. do a professional one. Gotcha. Um, you know, budget-wise and, and time, oh, sure. too. Obviously. Uh, but just yeah. one at the table. But uh, Ksenia was wonderful. Uh, you know, sometimes the celebs on those ones at the table, all they really kind of do is, like, lean over to yeah, do yeah. something real quick. She came out from behind the table, walked about 10 feet away from her table to find better lighting, had her handler take the photo. 
after taking the photo, she looked at it, didn't like what he took, asked him to take it again. <laughs> and then when uh, she checked it again, she grabbed the, uh, you know, my iPhone and, and took a selfie of the two of us, she said, to make sure I had a couple to pick from. I mean, she was wonderful about it. So that was a great experience for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that really helps. I know that, you know, when you go into Walk of Fame, it's a bit intimidating because there's so many signs that say, you know, you're not allowed to take photos, no photos, no photos. And if people see you with your phones or a camera, certainly they will come up to you and they're not afraid to 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 act on that. Some of the security people. Um, But uh, I did notice this year it seemed to be I don't want to say it was more relaxed, but. A lot of folks, even the ones that are doing the froggy photos, participating in that, are still allowing casual selfies, whatever, you know, cell phone shots to be taken for for a fee at, at their table. Some of them, some of them not. That depends on, you know, their their rate or so, so to speak. But I mean, I saw uh, Jerry Ryan uh, taking picture, having pictures taken with people where she leaned over and stuff like that. And she's, you know, one of the big players, one of the, the high cost players, uh, if you will, guests there. So in terms of getting an autograph and a photo and everything, but there is an, a, a sort of an affordable option there for people, which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's nice when they, when they offer to do that for, uh, as you said, a little bit more. So it was, it was a really nice experience. And, uh, and again, I'm amazed at the volunteers who work so hard too in the walk of fame. I mean, for, the amount of space that's available and the lines for all these celebs, man, they use every possible inch and they make that thing work like a military operation. You got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, absolutely. It, it's, it's kind of entertaining to watch it work too. Uh, when you're standing there to see them all working in the different areas. So it, it's, but it's such a great crowd. The con goers that everybody realizes is going to be in there like sardines, but they're all cool with it. You know, you make it work and you, and you have a good time with it. Yeah. And you chat with people. I mean, that's yeah. a, you know, exactly, with, a, yeah. with a show like Dragon Con, I mean, everybody there's a fan. And if you're waiting in line for an autograph or a panel or what have you, nine times out of ten, you're interested. You know you're interested in at least one thing that the same per- that the person behind you in front of you is interested in. So uh, I had some good conversations waiting in line like that. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, anything this year that you would say was a, a disappointment? No, only in that just not enough time to do everything I wanted to do. But that that applies every year, you know. <laughs> but in the con itself, no, it was I didn't have any disappointments in any of my interactions with fans or staff or the hotels or anything like that. It was just, damn, I went by fast and God, I wish I could have done more on any given day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, like I said, I was disappointed that I wasn't able to see you at some point this week. We will meet at some point, Kevin. Face to face. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to book it and schedule it. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> I know right? Maybe I, we'll I make a panel friends. to do it. Yeah, I already I'm have friends who we haven't me... ever been on a panel together. So yeah. that'll happen. A hard time because the only the only way they see me is by, as they say, stalking me in the app to find out what panel I'm speaking on. Yeah. And you know what? Truth be told, I mean, I love doing panels and all the other stuff, too. But truth be told, especially this year, I mean, if I didn't have to leave the comic and pop artist alley, I wouldn't because it's just a, it's such a magical place there. So um, but, you know, there's other fun to be had, too. So we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, what would you say overall was your maybe your favorite or some of your favorite Dragon Con moments this year? Well, we had another great time uh, doing our uh, the sci-fi drive-in theater. Where we oh yeah, right. The movies. Um, that was a huge success. Um, uh, I was shocked when I went down. Again, I had to run from another event. Uh, got down to that one, and there was already a huge line. And I went to the people at the beginning of the line. They told me they had lined up two hours ahead of time. 
wow. to get into this. And security had to cut off the line because they'd already figured out it was going to be full. So this little event that I wasn't sure anybody wanted to come to has really turned into quite the experience. Joe Crow, who you folks know very well and many folks do, who runs the Classics track, he and I host it. And, oh, we had a blast again. You know, the, the crowd gets into it. This year I added an element of a drinking game. Uh, and and uh, I know nice. I did well in, in that because at the end I had a few people who were very tipsy who said, God, we hate you and we love you at the same time. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> we had a uh, uh, the movie Mega Piranha and I said, the drinking game is anytime you see a CGI helicopter, you have to drink. And there are a lot of them in that movie. So I might have to tone that down a bit for next year. But <laughs> it was a blast. The folks there had a lot of fun. We give away prizes at the end. And, and it was just a blast. It really was was quite a moment having, you know, several hundred folks there and all of us having fun with a B movie. Very cool. That's one of those things that I, yeah, uh, it's always on the radar, but it's just like you said, a, a bunch of things left to do. So, yeah, uh, but I'm glad that went well. It seems like, and that was, which night was that Saturday? No. Uh, uh, Friday night this year. Friday night. Right. Because Saturday, yeah, that was a uh, Phantom's thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that room is happening all weekend long though. There's uh, if you, uh, for anybody out there, if you'd ever know what to do, if you got some time on your hands at Dragon Con, you're like, I really don't know what to do for the next hour or so. Whatever the panel is, just go into the sci-fi classics room. Yeah. You'll have a great time. Joe and Gary do a great job. It's yeah. like the same next door, Kelly and the American Sci-Fi too. You know yes, that area of the hotels, you will find something fun from one of them. Yep, and that's not to yeah, like I said, that's not to diss any of the other uh, con, oh, no. uh, panels out there. No, but uh, tracks out there. But yeah. uh, any case, um, well, sounds like you had a great time, of course, and uh, and I assume you'll be back for 2015. Already planning. and got my membership in my hotel. Awesome. Wow. You are on the ball. <laughs> wow, sir. You're better than a lot of people out there. <laughs> All right. Better than me. Uh, so, but, uh, well, we definitely, I want to thank you so much for being part of the Dragon Con Con Report uh, this year. You've been very helpful. Always great to talk to you. We definitely want to have you back next year. We plan to, 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 to air these again, uh, one a month uh, leading up to the show. Um, so uh, I definitely hope that you'll join us next year. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to, guys. It's a lot of fun. And then a lot of people mention uh, your podcast, too, from the newbie side who said they were very helpful. So it's great. We're, we're getting more and more folks to check them out, and it's helping out more folks every, every time you do one. I definitely right. think uh, ESO definitely needs to be more involved also with the tours and such next year, too. Ooh, yeah, as I said, we're, Kim does a great job organizing it, but we've already started to brainstorm a little, and we'll certainly be looking at uh, you know getting some more experienced folks involved because we obviously <laughs> need a bigger boat. <laughs> well, um, I know that even though uh, Dragon Con, uh, where everybody has died down and everything, um, I know that you still are going to be busy and you'll still be doing things. Where can people check you out uh, for the rest of the year online? Uh, if anyone wants to check out our newbie group, goes all around the year uh, go to dragonconnewbies.org uh, you'll see several resources listed there and point to the group if you'd like to and and for those who are the big genre uh, tv and movie fans you can find all my podcast stuff over at uh, tuning into sci-fi.tv.com awesome thanks so much kevin oh my pleasure guys thank you and another person we wanted to check in with uh, now that the con is finally over is uh, our good friend michelle biddick simmons who uh, helps run the Drop by Dragon Con Facebook group. Michelle, how was your Dragon Con this this weekend? Um, insanely busy and fabulous. We we got in Wednesday because we're Wednesday people, 
and were able to go and meet up with so many of the different groups from Facebook that I'm a member of. So we got to see Kimber from over 40. And you don't have to panic. If you're in your 30s, the over 40s love you too. So you can come and join. And they're brilliant people and a lot of fun. And we ended up at two different private parties that one of them was really extraordinary. And both of those nights we came in way, way, way too early in the morning. And so I did get con cred, but I got it at con and lost my voice. So my <laughs> voice is finally back, but, um, which I thought was just bizarre to do. But, um, we, we ended up having like some of the best conversations. I met these guys that one of them works in Atlanta and his brother came in from England just for this. Um, we actually have a group, uh, the drop by dragon kind group. We have a doctor that's a member and she's a British doctor and she came over with her husband who's a regular. And so uh, all together, it was fabulous. And if you haven't made uh, the, po- the, the, the puppetry slam, I was going to say poetry slam. If you haven't made the puppetry slam, you must. It is hard to get into. We lucked out because we were really close to the beginning of the line, which we kind of made sure we were going to have this happen. But um, Paul got pulled in to do prep. And so we ended up sitting in the front line and uh, in the front group. And it was amazing because so many of the people that were there had just been in this big national puppetry slam. And so the best of the best were there. It was, it was at the end of it, the group of us up front, there were five of us that were hugging and two of us were really sobbing because there were a couple of pieces that I can't even describe to you. You had to be in there for it. And it was, there were things I missed. Like I didn't get to see Terry Gilliam and he's one of my favorites, all time favorites but I've seen him before. Um, I did get to see photos of friends of mine with him, <laughs> which is kind of a bummer. And I'm like, yeah. But, um, you know, Dragon Con is Dragon Con. It's one of those, I tell everybody, it's kind of like, I've never had children, but it's the description everybody gives about giving birth that, you you know, you're in pain and it's horrible, this, this, and this, and as soon as you're done, you want to do this again. You want to have <laughs> another child. And that's Dragon Con because while you're there, it may be too crowded and it may be too hot. And the dealer's room, I made it in there twice um, because I absolutely love Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab, uh, Ted and Elizabeth. Elizabeth, if you don't know them, I will introduce you next year. The most amazing people. They make the most fabulous scents, just gorgeous stuff. And um, they did gift bags for a small group that I'm a member of. And so we brought them coffee one of the mornings because they stayed at a hotel that had horrible coffee and they were barely awake. And so we did a coffee run for them, and, and they were the reason I had to go in there then and the people that had the, the gaming group because we always go in and buy games from them. Sure. But I could not go back in the dealer's room again just because but, – but I have to say they handled it so much better this year, getting people in and out, making sure there were fewer people in there. But I had already – was starting to get – you know, not feeling well. So going in there when your ears are starting to clog up and stuff – that was bad. And I wish I had spent more time there because there were other people I really wanted to see and I wanted to shop more, but you know, I'm ready to go back. We bought our passes before we left. So <laughs> I would, and I would we, imagine that I would imagine that in addition to, you know, doing the, the fan things that you want to do that um, it, it's also, and this is not to say that it's a, a burden at all, but I mean, there must be, um, you must be so um, conflicted because there's probably so many people from the group because your group is huge now that we, you all want to meet we, and, and talk about and have a lot of success stories, I would imagine. We had two meetups 
And um, next year we're going to have to figure out. It was amazing. The first one was packed. We were meeting on the 10th floor on Thursday night, uh, you know, 10th floor of the Marriott, um, because we wanted to get that done before it became what it was set up for. Right. And uh, we went up, and, and I saw, like, five people. And so we started talking, and then all of a sudden there are 12 of us. And then one of the people who's the original member, Jenny, was like, Michelle, we're over here. And the thing is, I, I say this, and I say this with love. Everybody, when you get to Dragon Con, you become a squirrel. All the things you have planned are like the nuts that you buried and forgot where they were. So most people don't show up to events because they forget. And, right. it's, you know, it's that rush of enthusiasm. Well, so I thought, eh, it'll be a small turnout. And I walk over when Jenny calls me over, and we had over 60 people, which was kind of amazing. Wow. And, yeah, and then people kept coming. And so it was like getting to put faces to the names and the people that I've been speaking to. And and that that was I, I burst into tears, and they were all like, if, if when you really get to know me, um, I tend to remember stuff about people. And so to be able to say, oh, you know, this is, oh, my God, it's you. One of our women um, actually listens to old TV shows while she walks. So she's a Manimal fan, and she actually gets <laughs> out there and listens to Manimal and stuff like that when she's walking. She's, is that Mrs. I, I, Stroke Joe Crow? <laughs> <laughs> is that not funny? But it's so funny that she does this. But um, we, it was great. So that night, and then the other, the, the second night when we were having the meetup, it didn't go as well. But it was also because we were at the Pulse Bar Loft. Oh goodness! Which, yeah, we're not doing that one again. I had oh. a really good time, and we got to see a spontaneous dance off, which was great. And it was, it was, we had a lot of fun. But we had to run off and get to another event. And um, this, we're going to plan better for 2015. But yeah, we're, Drop by Dragon Con is now over 800 members. We're getting close to nine. We've got people that, um, we did the Geek Girl Run, which happened on Friday, and it's usually really small. I think last year there were 70 members. Well, um, this year they were closer to 170, and they had to break us up because they don't want it to become a formal thing. Um, it's just a fun little like two mile thing, and some people are really professional about it. And that's one group, and then there's a group that are you know runners on the weekends, and that's another group, et cetera. And I was in the group with the walk runners because of the torn meniscus, and I ended up running way too much. But I had so much fun because it was the first time I'd really done that since my meniscus tour. But we ended up having 28 members from Drop by there, and we ended up. When I got back to the room, I had all these people that were, because it's a closed group so that I can go through and make sure that nobody, you know, is like a spam bot or a creeper because we've had some. Um, but we had like 18 people that had been in a join right after we did this because they learned about us there. And it is, it's an amazing group. And to be able to put the faces with the names and we did. We had some really, we had people that, one guy waved me over, I have to tell you this, one guy waved me over and he was so sweet and shy. And I tried to get him to come forward on drop by and he just won't do it. But he, he was like, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. I was like, yes. And he's, I, I won't say his name, but he said, I wanted to tell you this, five months ago, when you brought up virtual runs, which are amazing things if you have not tried this yet, you don't have to run, you can walk, you, you order this metal the money goes to charity. Choose the one that you want, um, you know, which metal, et cetera. And he had learned this or about this from me because I posted about this, and he started doing them. And in five months, he dropped 70 pounds. 
Wow. And yeah, he's standing behind a column being so quiet and, you know, and friends of his had come with them and they've joined, but we've, we've had a lot of people like that. I think the most we've had is one member is close to a hundred pounds drop now. And yes, she started before she joined, but since she's been with us, she's dropped a lot. And people are really like, people are kind of shy about coming forward and really talking about that. But our group is really fabulous because if you have a rant that you just want to share, there's someone there that's going to feel the same thing and be right there to support you. If you just want to, you know, crow about your victory, et cetera, there's someone who's going to, there's always someone. I've been like 6 a.m. in the morning and I've gotten up and someone had a, you know, meltdown at like 3 a.m. And there were like 15 people there to, to just be with her online. And I love the group. Well, and it's a it's a great group. I mean, it's it's all about uh, positivity. It's all about being healthy. Um, it's a great uh, Dragon Con is a a great um, sort of um, thing to have at the uh, carrot stick, really, or carrot at the end, you know, because it's it's a goal, and we all know, right. uh, boy, it's it's very very clear for me every year, you know how. <laughs> Uh, out of shape I am at Dragon Con because Dragon Con will push you physically, emotionally, and a lot of other ways as well. So, um, you know, it's a great thing to do to try to to try to get ready to get it, to get set for that event that just that weekend. But of course, it's got life changing, um, you know, ramifications as and well. So, we're I actually have already started the countdown for next year. Because I was going to um, ask right, that because right, it starts now, right? <laughs> well, it does. It, I swear to you, it starts while you're at Dragon Con. The, the, it's like Saturday night, people start thinking about it, and then Sunday, all of a sudden, everybody's you know they're they're starting to panic. And I, it's for me, it's like eighty twenty percent. If eighty percent of everything you do is good and going to get you to your goals, then twenty percent of it has to be stuff that makes life a little better. If you want a coffee that's got cream and sugar, go for it. If you want some chocolate, make it the best quality chocolate possible, but have it because your life and the quality of the life is worth it. And that I, I, they will tell you this. If you, if you, I know one of you is a member. I don't know if the other one's a member yet, but um, if you, yes. are you okay, then you'll I see. I get, yes, I oh, get yeah. really, really manic um, about seeing people saying that they're doing a thousand two hundred calories. And I'm like, no, 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 because it's like, here's, let's sit down, I'll PM you, we'll talk, because it's not about, like, cutting your calories, it's about eating quality food exactly. and moving. Exactly. And, well, and the thing is, if you go too low, you don't lose weight, and you're not happy. No, because your body starts burning muscle and stuff like that, and it's not Anything burning it the can. right thing. Exactly. Don't starve yourself. Down, but... Yeah, it starts breaking down your teeth and your, your bones. Exactly. And no, so give up the fast food, give up the sodas, give up, you know, stuff like that. Um, if you want a soda, build it in for the week, have one or two a week. I don't really like them, but build, make it so that it's not a diet, make it a lifestyle, make it something that, you know, and, and I do say this and for guys in particular, um, keep like a, a 1,600 to 1,800 all week and do your exercise and, um, then twice a week or once a week, go over the thousand eight hundred. Go to two thousand. Go to two o three or two thirty. You know, yeah. go go. Uh, not crazy, but have. I don't eat red meat, but have a steak. Have a mashed potato. Have a mashed potato. <laughs> have yeah, just one, one mashed potato, folks. <laughs> have a mashed that potato. is it. Have a potato. Mash it up real good. Seriously, exactly. seriously. But because it's not about 
denying yourself. It's actually learning how to live so that you never fall back into the trap of being unhealthy again. Or, And we're not all about you know, losing weight. We actually have members that are trying to gain weight because they're recovering from illness. Well, and, exactly. Um, or... Because one of the things that you have to do also remember is, yeah, you can go diet, you could starve yourself, you could do all that as and lose all the weight you want. But if you – after you get to the goal weight and then change – go back to the way you were, you're going to gain the weight right back. And probably some extra because you just convinced your body, which is there to keep you alive, your body and your brain, that's their main function, is to keep you as a living organism – uh, it's convinced, and, and we have the science behind this, it's convinced that that was an aberration, that something happened that caused you to be someplace where you did not have food, so it needs to make more stores, so if it happens again, you have the fat to access. And it's really, really common for people to lose a lot of weight quickly and then start doing what they were doing before because they didn't learn or deal with the issues and they gain that plus some. And quickly, I, I can tell you stories. I actually know someone that gained 75 pounds in two months. And it was because she had lost 120 pounds. And as soon as she was done and got married and looked great in her wedding gown, et cetera, she came back and started eating like she was before and not exercising. And two months later, she'd gone back up that much weight, 75 pounds. And, and it's not supposed to happen, but guess what? Our bodies don't read the books. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, and as you said, I mean, the countdown, I mean, it starts now. There's no better time like the present. Um, I know that the, 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 the Facebook group is there. There's so many people that are, that are uh, supportive. Uh, there's so many great stories that are posted. It's so, it's, it's so amazingly popular. Um, I mean, there's, I was just looking through it to, this afternoon, and there's just, I mean, so many people post and check in uh, on a daily basis, an hourly basis, uh, right. to help you with your goals and any questions that you have and support you in any way they can. And, and of course, Michelle, you're one of the biggest, if not the biggest cheerleader of the whole group, which is amazing considering the size of it. But, um, like, you know, my job. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and, and to that point, uh, we want, you know, you to help us out being a cheerleader for us, uh, next year to, with, uh, some, some segments throughout the year to, to help some folks as well reach their goals. So, oh, um, of course, definitely. So next year for the Dragon Con report, when we do it monthly, uh, Michelle will be part of the show. Yay. Welcome aboard. Thank you. <laughs> You're part of the crew. And, so. and I'm going to get this in before we close up. Sure. The reason that I think we have to get on the um, the countdown now is not just because Dragon Con is now just 340 some days a year they're away, is also because we're going into the toughest time of year for this because it's going to be Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. And we actually, as a nation, pack on more pounds during that time. It's not just because of the winter, but it's because of those holidays all being food-centric. And here's the other thing, and I'm going to say it, because we're dealing with this, a lot of us, post-con blues, the holidays actually can really bring people down, and food doesn't help. So if we start it now and start being really aware of it now, we can make it through without gaining weight and without doing the, you know, the holiday blues. And, and trust me, I don't know if you've dealt with the post-con blues yet as a discussion. This has been one of the worst years so far. I have been having to PM a lot of people, private message a lot of people to 
basically talk them back up because they they feel like they went to Dragon Con and really connected with people and now they're back to the normal lives. Right. And like one of them was telling me, you know, she's wearing a Firefly shirt and she's at a university where people don't get it. And I'm like, what university has people that don't understand Firefly? And she's like, no, you really don't understand. There are people that really don't get this or that she's wearing, you know, uh, you know, things that have um, World of Warcraft stuff. And you know, people do struggle with this. Post Dragon Con can bring you down drastically, Absolutely. and that also that also hits on Sunday. Yes, yes. So, so hint. So, um, so yes. Uh, any questions that you have about, like I said, mental health, or even you know, certainly the physicalness, uh, uh, the physical goals you have, mental health, things like that. Drop by Dragon Con Facebook page. Check it out. Uh, introduce yourself to the group, um, and it, it'll be a great thing for you to do. I recommend it. And then we'll check in with you, Michelle, on in January for okay. for some tips to help us out throughout the year. So, Fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next year. Ciao, and thank you for letting me do this, you guys. It's our pleasure. And now we're going to catch up with one of our uh, cosplay snapshot uh, interviews that we did through the year. And we get kind of a two for one on this one because we have welcome Nicole back on the station. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so how was your Dragon Con weekend, Nicole? Um, it was uh, harder than I thought it was going to be um, right. since I was over seven months pregnant. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. I'm still glad that I went. <laughs> Okay. Well, yes. And, and, and being in your condition, of course, this was probably one of the more hotter, humid Dragon Cons we've had. And of course, it was a, a lot more people than we've ever had before. So that those two events probably affected you quite a bit. Definitely. Um, my feet were very swollen by the end of con. I was definitely dehydrated. But um uh, you know, and Friday was surprisingly really busy. Um, yes. it reminded me of a Saturday. Um, you know, the, the hecticness is normally really awesome. Um, but this year it was just a little bit harder <laughs> than usual. Right. Do you think, do you think it's gotten too big? I know a lot of people were asking that question that weekend as well as a little bit afterwards. Uh, um, you know that I don't, I don't know. That's hard to say. Maybe I'm sure it's going to continue to get even bigger, um, but you know we we keep getting more host hotels. You know they keep trying to make more space and moving to America's Mart things like that. So um, I don't know if it's too big, but eventually um, it might be, I suppose. Now being pregnant, was there anything that uh, that you appreciated, or maybe even didn't appreciate so much about Dragon Con this year than other years that you've gone? Uh, well, this year I, I was able to get um, a disability badge. Um, <laughs> did that so make that things easier? It, it really did. Um, otherwise, I would not have been able to go to the panels that I went to because, you know, there were hour-long waits for them. I wouldn't have been able to do that outside. Um, so I and, – and even just getting the badge at Disability Services, they were super helpful in just trying to make everything go smoothly. Did you see were there uh, any other uh, pregnant people of note? Um, I did see several. Um, there was 
one I was waiting in line for Patrick Stewart's autograph and there was there was one that was uh, really nice we sat together while waiting um uh otherwise you know there wasn't a meetup or anything but I did see several now now being pregnant was that a was that a conversation piece for you I mean meeting Patrick Stewart was it something like oh hey yeah, uh, I had my next generation maternity shirt on when I met him, but <laughs> nice. he was he was pretty quiet um, and very fast. I think he was just trying to get through a lot of people. So everyone had an opportunity. But um, it it was definitely fun to I also met with Adam Baldwin and oh, oh the pictures um, of you and Adam are awesome <laughs> that you put up. Yes, it, it's funny. His handler said that he wasn't doing pictures, and I told Adam, I was like, "Your, your handler says that you're not doing pictures," and he's like, "Oh, I'm taking a picture with you." He was really nice. Well, <laughs> tell tell everybody how you were dressed. Uh, the reason that I wanted a picture with him so badly was, um, uh, well, I guess two years ago now, um, I had a I have a Jane hat bikini that I wore, and this year. I um, modified it a little bit. I made a little cover up for most of my belly. And on the front, it said I had little stickers on my belly that said Baby Jane. <laughs> and um, he liked it a lot. Uh, I did. Uh, he did ask if the baby's name was really going to be Jane. And I said, well, we haven't really decided yet, but it is a boy, so maybe. And he said, he said, Jane is not a boy's name. And he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Any other uh, celebrity encounters for you? Um, and then uh, the last one was, oh, I forgot his last name. Um, Giancarlo, the guy who played um, Gus Fring on Breaking Bad. Right. Yeah, I forgot his last name, but I... Um, I, I ended up paying for a picture with him um, because he was doing uh, these really funny pictures with box cutters because of what happens on the show. Sure. I, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it was and, – and I, I told him, I said, well, I can't decide if I want you to try and slit my throat or slit the belly. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do a picture slitting your belly. But then he whispered to me what he says on the show. He says, um, I'll kill your wife. I'll kill your son. I'll kill your infant daughter. And it was the creepiest thing. That guy, <laughs> he's so such a good actor and he's so believable that it was so scary. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um but it was great. I liked those were those were probably my highlights meeting all those people. Yes, definitely. That sounds awesome. And you mentioned going to panels. Uh did you check out a lot of great panels? Um, I'm really bad at going to panels. <laughs> I gotcha. always, I always, I always schedule a million of them and then I end up not going. Um, this year I went to a few big ones, not a whole lot of small ones, partially because I, I didn't feel like walking to whatever hotel it was at. Um, so I went to a lot of the ones in the Marriott, um, atrium ballroom because that's the hotel I stayed at. So it was close. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, at least two of uh, the costumes that you had. How many costumes did you have in, in, in total? I had seven, which was more than I planned. Uh -huh. um, and uh, they were sort of harder to pull off than I thought they would be. Um, I have two of them I needed to wear boots for. And the boots are comfortable, but I swelled so much that getting them off was a difficult task. So... I couldn't wear them as much as I wanted to, but I was able to wear all of them at least for a little bit. 
Gotcha. And I imagine there's a lot of a lot of photos of you. Um, yeah, one of the costumes um, was it's her. The costume was of this Barbie uh, trash talking Terline. Um, and it was of this pregnant sort of um, not a very good mother. You know, her hair is in curlers. She's smoking. She's drinking. It, it's the funniest thing. It's this Barbie and you push her belly and she says funny things like, Bobby Jr., get off your sister and <laughs> pour me a double. I'm drinking for two. Um, no one seemed to get that I was being Terline, but they thought the costume was very funny and they took lots of pictures. Very nice. Very nice. Well, um, as far as um, would you recommend for for people who, uh, you know, any woman who's pregnant, would you recommend that she still go to DragonCon and make part of it? Or, you know, her plans? Um, I think if I had not gone, I would have been very, very sad. Gotcha. Um, I, I'd like to think I would do it again. Um, I did see my doctor before I went. And like I said, I, I, I did my best to sit as much as possible. Um, actually, the Tuesday after con, when I got back, my blood pressure spiked and I was dehydrated. So now I'm on bed rest. Um <laughs> I so it's hard for me to say it could be just a coincidence um I I would I guess I would just recommend check with your doctor drink a lot more than I drank and sit as much as possible yeah that's a good rule for people even if they're not pregnant (laughs) that's true all of those are good 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 things to to make sure you're healthy and and I think we could all use a good week of bed rest after dragging on as well Oh, for sure. Um, I, I always have Tuesdays off just by coincidence. So it's usually a, a nice, at least one day relaxer, but not everyone can do that with their work and finances. Now, uh, do you already have plans for 2015 DragonCon or is, is the baby you think going to make that a little difficult? Oh, no. My, my mom knows to get off that weekend. She can watch him. Um, (laughs) I already bought my tickets, and I'm um, knocking on wood that I can get a Marriott room. Yes, as we are. You and all of us also. (laughs) It's the the only hotel left now. Well, you know, that's true. And the the bad part is it's my preferred hotel, but now everyone who didn't get any of their preferred hotels are all going to be trying for my preferred hotel. It's just going to make it harder to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wish you, uh, we wish you well on that. And uh, we wish you well uh, for the delivery, which is coming up in about a month, right? Uh, Actually, just about two weeks now. It's getting really close. (laughs) Well, congratulations. We wish you a a safe birthing process. And um, uh, thanks again for being part of the show. We loved uh, talking to you the first time, and I'm glad that you had a good experience. Oh, yeah. I'm already planning. I've got a million costumes planned for next year or the year after. Um, I just got to decide which and start working on them. Awesome. Well, we'll have to check in with you next year to see how how that's going for you. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Really was uh, the best one that I've ever had, and I'm definitely looking forward to next year. Um, You know, it takes us a year to recover. We are going to be recording 
uh, our uh, episodes for the 2015, pre- helping prepare and helping us prepare for the 2015 Dragon Con starting in January. So we'll have our first episode of the Dragon 2015 Dragon Con report, um, and I hope uh, you guys can can all join us for that. Um, it, it was great having you for the 2014 reports. I, I, I just I love having you on the show. It's just a a great a great thing that we do. I think you know, and it's like good hanging out with you. It feels like it feels like a little piece of Dragon Con all year round. Oh, so um, the memberships are on sale. So people make your plans next week. Eighty five dollars now. Yeah, they're eighty five dollars, which might seem like, oh, my God, that's a lot. But guess what? They only go up from here. Yeah. Uh, The dates are going to be September 4th through September 7th of 2015. Um, And uh, you can purchase your tickets online right now for a paltry eighty five dollars. Now, they did go up. So. I, I don't know if they just realized, hey, there's too many people, so let's uh, up the prices a little bit to see if we can lessen that. I don't know if that's this is going to deter many people, but yeah. eighty five dollars is because I can almost guarantee you that at the like the day if you wait a month before or whatever, they're going to be practically double that. Oh, I almost expect that they're probably. I think it'll be two hundred. Yeah, two hundred is what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. So weekend. so if you're interested in going to Dragon Con, $85, get them now. They will be $85 until November 14th. Well, and, and $85 is a freaking bargain. If yeah. you're going to think about it, if you're going down there from Thursday night to Monday evening or Monday afternoon or whatever. You mean Wednesday to Tuesday. Hey, right. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday. I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It's crazy. But even if you just go from Friday morning to Monday morning. It's it's you get your you're gonna get your money's worth. Oh, very much so. Agreed yes. completely, Phantom. And also start thinking about. I mean, it's even though a lot of the host hotel spaces are gone already. Start thinking about your hotels and your arrangements now. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. And like we said earlier, October eighth, Marriott goes on sale. Yes, and uh, and that's the last of the big ones. I did hear that the the Hilton may go on sales for some rooms might try to get together some rooms after that, but I don't know that for sure. They're supposed to be, well, supposed to be, they are supposedly releasing uh, a block of rooms like they do every year in October, but it's going to be a much smaller block this year. So it'll sell out in 30 seconds instead of one minute. Gotcha. Yep. So, uh, but keep, Keep the uh, keep your ear out for that. Um, of course, we'll be posting what information that we can to our ESO Network fan uh, Facebook page. But you can also go to we're going to have links for them, uh, the the various uh, hotels and 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 different um, sites that also keep an eye on that kind of thing too. Uh, there's a couple of different Facebook groups that you can go to to really find out about. Uh, everything you need to know about hotel uh, information. So, uh, so get on that, and um, yeah, what, we'll see you in 2015 for sure. Anything that uh, you guys are already looking forward to 2015? Buckets of rum, <laughs> uh, a bigger, a bigger room for whose f is it anyway? There you go. There you go, Mary. I don't know about anything particular, but just Dragon Con, dude. Just Dragon Con. Well, that says it all. That really says it all. We're just all looking forward to Dragon Con 2015 because 
hey, if my, my track record is anything, my 22nd will be the best one ever. So, mm. so thanks, everybody, for listening to us. And, uh, and thanks, everybody, for being on the show. I also want to thank uh, Kevin Batchelder. I want to thank Michelle Biddick-Simmons and Nicole Onash for joining us in our segments. And a big thanks to our station crew that have been here throughout the year with us. Uh, of course, Mary, thank you so much for joining us all year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. And, and, and rest up, because I, I hope to do it again in January. I will be ready. <laughs> Darren, thank you so much. Not a problem, sir. Anytime you need a little fabulous, you know who to call. And, and Director Faber, thank you, sir, as well. Of course, none of this would be possible. Oh, it's my pleasure. I also want to give a quick shout-out to Nikki Rao Baker for her yes. segments that she provided this last year, too. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely hope to get her back, as well as uh, I want to thank you, Phantom, for joining us on this episode, because we definitely want to hope to make you part more part of the show next year as well. Yeah, I, I would love to be. I, you just know, quit your and, job, and, man. Just uh, right. Seriously. Okay. Look, Dragon Con. All I'm asking is six figures. Just let me come. I'll work all weekend. I'll do my thing, and then I won't. Uh, I won't have to worry about the day job. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I see that happening. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Maybe we can all get on on that action. <laughs> Well, we try to cover everything we can with these special reports, but we're getting ready uh, to prepare for next year's 2015 specials. If there's something that you want us to cover, if there's some aspect of the con that you're curious about, if there's some guests that you'd like to ha- us to have on the show, or if you'd like to be part of the show, please feel free to contact us. Uh, we are available on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher. You can also send us emails uh, at uh, esopodcast at gmail.com. We have a feedback line at 404-963-9057. So you can call us there too. So we'd love to hear from you and figure out how we can improve the show for next year. Um, And of course, please help support the ESO podcast by donating to us via PayPal, purchasing some very cool ESO merchandise from our Zazzle store, or filling up your cart at the Amazon e-store. Remember, it doesn't cost you any more when you go through our link to Amazon, but uh, it helps us out a lot. So thanks for listening all year round. We really appreciate it. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you next year for Dragon Con 2015. Hey, Mike. Congratulations. You got the job for next year. Ha! No! <laughs> and we're done. <laughs>
broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.